What's happening, weirdos? You <laughs> fucking weirdos? <laughs> Jane Lynch? Look at Look. you, you fucking weirdos. Look, you're weird. You're a weirdo. You're weird. <laughs> I can't and do I'd it. Like to, I'd like to put a stick of margarine down your drawers and get you in a hot room, if you know what I mean. So I guess I'm the weirdo. Trying. <laughs> 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 ah, that was excellent. <laughs> Welcome to We Made It Weird number two. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just talked about it. We just recorded it. Now we're recording the intro. We're in the car. Car's not running, so it sounds really great. Yes, but you will click on, like from this. It will merge. It will merge, and you'll notice how bad the sound is. Well, <laughs> because you're hearing well, it, Valerie. <laughs> it's not bad. It's just the sound of two people getting away from their baby in a car. Mm-hmm. Getting away is generous. Just being 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 away. Being away. And uh, too hot to not have the AC running. So apologies, but you'll be fine. It's not like we're eating. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so you don't like a little uh, white noise? <laughs> yeah, get real. Get real. We'll talk about that in the episode. <gasps> wow. Spoiler. 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 You know what? Start over. Start it again. <laughs> I'm always trying to get start you to it start again. Over. Start it once more. Start it once more. So we, we love doing these with you guys. The response to the first one was so nice, and we're just happy yeah. to have this time. About that, re-that, um, I wanted to say that I do read a lot of the messages that you guys send me. Um, so even if I don't get a chance to respond, because if I have my phone out, Leela um, goes... Fun? Ba- fun? Fun? Baby? Baby, Fun. Papa, Nana, which means she wants to watch videos of my parents and of herself. <laughs> um, Baby? So I might not have a chance to respond to all of them, but I do read them and they really mean a lot. I was so overwhelmed by the the like love and no. the, the fact that anybody took their a time out of their day to mm-hmm. write a nice little paragraph. And as always, I try to reply when I can. Yeah. Um, we talk about a lot. We're just going to get into it. I do want to say thank you to everybody that's getting Pete's Picks. There's no sponsors mm-hmm. for these uh, episodes just yet. But if you do need some new drawers, go to MeUndies.com slash weird. That's mm-hmm. a way to say thanks. Everybody needs underwear. Mm-hmm. Buy some underwear. That yeah. directly helps us. Yeah, it does. It does. We need it. Thank you. Please. 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 Please help us. We need it. Or go to charlottesweb.com. Slash weird. Keep it crispy. Nineteen. Get some calm gummies. Yeah, and I have a couple plugs. Livinglibations.com. Oh yeah. Promo code weird. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, so we we did get a question about talking about the um, Black Lives Matter movement and anti-racist parenting, and we will definitely we don't go in depth in that and in this episode we meant to and then we were like oh we just had such a silly billy and then we felt kind of guilty so we at least wanted to and also like recognizing that it is a privilege to be able to talk about all these different aspects of our lives because um our race isn't constantly being uh oppressed against so yeah just checking the priv yeah checking that priv um, so I had some plugs that I wanted to give you, or pl- not plugs, resources, because I think, you know, we are all trying to play with the balance of when to use our voice and when to amplify melanated voices, uh, when to listen, um, when to not make it about ourselves. So I will just kind of continue to 
collect resources and and share things that I'm listening to or reading that seem interesting. Um, And I will share that on the podcast with you guys. Not to say that we're not going to talk about it in more depth, but at the very least, I think it is so important and invaluable to seek out people who are actually experiencing this. Um, Black people and people of color who are the experts in this and we can just listen. So, um, for me, I, the most important thing about not, the most important thing for me and the way that I have avoided, um, just forgetting about this because I have definitely been guilty of like somebody gets shot and I get all up in arms and then I just go back into my like privileged life. Um, the way that I've avoided that is just following a bunch of people on Instagram so that I'm constantly mm-hmm. daily reminded about this and that this is the fight that we need to be focused on. Mm-hmm. So I have some Instagram follows for you. Um, at Rinny Wyatt, R-I-N-N-Y-R-I-O-T. Um, at W. Kamal Bell, who you know, I think. Mm-hmm. At Shishi Rose. Um, at Rachel.Cargill. I think I'm saying her name right. I've only ever seen it spelled. Um, and then at Sarah Sophie F., who is not a person of color, but she is a, a great activist and um, wrote a wonderful document, co-wrote a wonderful document on like resources for white people. And then for anti-racist parenting, which will... Oh, also follow hashtag allyship. Um, they're really great. And then you can just follow whoever they whoever shows up on that. Um, and then for anti-racist parenting, theconsciouskid.org and embracerace.org. They are, con- I mean, like it is broken down for you how to talk to your kids, um, how to raise anti-racist kids. And then there's countless books and resources. Um, so those are my plugs for now and we can go more in depth later when we really can give it our our full attention but check those things out if you are interested and you should be (laughs) (laughs) thank you mama uh get into it guys enjoy uh our second we made it weird and thank you for that very much yeah um okay guys enjoy get into it The games. The games. The games. For the first it's time. time in. Oh, all the men on them see. Be the good girl you always have to be. Ooh, good diz. That was just my, like, good no. dizzy Gillespie is what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> sound more like a horn than a woman. <laughs> you sound more like a horn blown by a very large cheek. Were you into him? Dizzy Gillespie, no. I loved him. You did? Yeah, because there was a painting of him at the Chateau, <laughs> which is where we used to go. Oh okay, my God, so many snob alert. No, it sounds fancy. It was just a regular <laughs> restaurant called the Chateau. There's no regular restaurants called that. It just means house. You know what the name of a regular restaurant is? Sizzler. A Danny's. Home... Uh, a hometown buffet. Golden Corral. Yes. Wait, is it Corral? Oh, I was thinking of a trough. 
Mm. It's not called Golden Trough. But hey. it, it is more like that than... <laughs> oh, my God. It should be called Golden Trough. But corral sounds like you corralled a herd of animals. <laughs> right? Yeah. So the owners of Golden Corral were like, we don't dare call it Golden <laughs> Corral, do we? I think the motto is Here's Golden a- Corral. If you're as hungry, if you're so hungry, you could eat a horse. Is that the phrase? That's hilarious. Or is it, is I'm as hungry as a horse? I'm sorry, Mama. Clearly, you know that sound people make when they're just clearly, they stopped being as interested? Yeah. I just made it and I apologize. I want to be real with you. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm going to be real. I lost interest no, as I you didn't. struggled to make that oh, joke. Oh, <laughs> no. I was NASA ground control trying to get this A to the C right. Cool it, Preppy. AC Slater. <laughs> oh, my God. That was inaudible. <laughs> no. Oh, really? Like I just had like a word avalanche? Yeah. It was like a stroke. Yeah. No, I'm excited to be with you. I'm excited to be with you. I just noticed I'm still wearing my seatbelt. My seatbelt. Yeah. Isn't it weird they didn't used to go across? Okay, look, I'm probably never going to be on Comedians in Cars. Let's just own it. Let's just own it. Let's just own it. Look, I'm not. Look, let's just own it. I'm not. Maybe I'm not. So let's just do it. Ready? You be Jerry. Okay. We're in a car. Here's proof. Mm-hmm. And uh, we want to acknowledge that uh, I know you can hear the air running, and we apologize. But look, the LPMs are going to be so high. That you're not going to notice the relaxing hum? Relaxing hum? Oh, my God. You know what I'm not crazy about is a din. A din? Yeah. I don't want a hum. I don't want a din. I don't want a buzz. If I had my way, the world would be silent. Subtitles, which I keep off. White noise? How about no noise at all? <laughs> I'm trying to get away from noise. <laughs> Why make more noise to block out the other noise? Oh, that's How the... about no noise? Sorry, my love. I didn't mean to jump in. I haven't riffed bits. That's uh, a busy in a while. So I just got Not with a Y. No. W-Y-L-E. W-H-Y-L-E. Yeah. That's a great name for a precocious little boy. While. Yeah. Hey, while. Well, that is a thing. Like, there's all these popular names right now, like Wilder and Wiley. Yeah, Eat Wiley Coyote. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a hard no. You don't like the name Wiley? I- I'm rooting for that runner. <laughs> People call him a road runner, but he's running <laughs> on all different terrain. I've seen he's him a, on clips. He's a canyon runner. I've seen him on yums. He's a thin air runner sometimes. That's absolutely right. And isn't... Now we're on Comedians in Cars. Doesn't that deserve the headliner? Does the road really impress us more than thin air? I call that bird the air runner. Yeah, yeah you pick the most mundane thing. Well, that's one of them. He does. That's one of my pre-planned Comedians in Cars, if I ever do do it. Do-do. <laughs> <laughs> um, if, we, if I ever do do it, here's my pre-planned bits, which they'll let it out. One. Uh, windshield is wind our biggest concern going 55 on the freeway (laughs) how about debris shield I wouldn't really do these by the way to rear view mirror you've heard this before Mm -hmm. all mirrors are rear view brother if you look in a mirror (laughs) and it's facing forward (laughs) I rushed the brother it's supposed to be here brother that's a window. And then he goes, get out of my car. 
That is a really good one. I do like that it's one. It's my favorite thing about a car. Get out of my car. It's your car. It's your little space, your little area. Oh, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> yes. The guy who made white noise is a genius. Whoever came up with the sales pitch for white noise is a genius. What's your problem? Too much noise. Can I interest you in some more noise? It's like, is your problem too much noise? We have a noise for that. Oh, my God. You're 30% funnier than me consistently. Well, it's because you take a lot of time to make a joke that I already... <laughs> and I already know what you're going to say, so I have a lot of time to think about. Oh, what a nightmare. <laughs> no. What a living... Living Fred. I call him Fred Krueger. You kill that many teens in his sleep, in their sleep? I have deep respect for you, Mr. Fred Krueger. Freddy? Excuse me, but if you're murdering me in my nightmares, we're not on a nickname basis. Steve Harvey is taped in front of a live studio audience. Oh my God. Who turned the faucet on? I don't know. I think, okay, let's, let's calm it down. Let's calm it down. Yeah, because also I feel like um, a lot of, or not a lot, but uh, some people commented on how lovely my voice is on oh, good. I thought you were the podcast. How much of a blowhard bagpipe I am. No, no. But I, I really appreciated that. But I knew it was because we were having like a very calm conversation. Ah, a conversation. A conversation. And like the faster and louder it gets, the shriller this. this oh my voice god! Gets. And you want to keep that compliment alive? I do. I know. Well, I feel like Valerie, I have a standard to live up to. Let's start. Let's start. <laughs> what Geico? No. What is the one that it's like? H E B I. Go. Yeah. No. I. I think it is Geico. I know it can't. They can't all be Geico. Yeah. Well. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Because the lizard, obviously. Gotta go. Caveman. Caveman. Uh, there's uh, another one. The, uh, the uh, duck. Uh. No, that's no, Affleck. No, that's Affleck. But who doesn't think Affleck is Geico? Everyone. In fact, that's on the, like, if you want to be a citizen of the United States, the last question. People don't know this. The last <laughs> question is, is Geico Affleck? And the correct answer is yes, dot, 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 question mark. <laughs> it's not yes, it's not no, it's not I don't know, it's D. Yeah. So all my immigrant friends, remember that. It's yes, dot, 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 question mark. <laughs> Welcome to this confusing ass place. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, I can be calm, but I, I was thinking about this. One of the things I think that, that, that makes this podcast special, um, not just to us, I hope to everybody, is that you're listening to two parents who, during the, the teen, um, and I'm grateful for this and it gives my as I always say it gives us a lot of meaning we only take care of a baby yeah I'm yawning there's just yawn. thinking about it there's that yawn yeah wow that was there's really there's that yawn look for the yawns that's what they say follow the yawns follow the yawns you'll find the baby <laughs> that's the classic saying oh my goodness um listen what I'm saying is every Thursday mm-hmm. so we're taping this the day before it comes out so we can, we can do topical stuff <laughs> How about this uh, heat? Oh my god! We don't know topical stuff. We don't know. It's why we're we're happy. Yeah, follow the uh, the obliviousness to the world. You'll find the baby. You know what? I'll happily pay in embarrassment dollars what I would have spent 
on constant anxiety and dread and fear. That's not to say I don't look at the news. I do. But we're talking like a once a day. Oh, I was going to say once a week. (laughs) I'm a once a day, but it's just the headlines of like a major site. I, I look, I owe a lot of money <laughs> to the New York Times, so I don't want to. This is so weird to to tell me that. <laughs> I don't know what this riff is. What I'm saying is, yeah, what could you owe me? I don't know. <laughs> Somebody else write that riff and delete it. I think this is special because we're with a baby constantly, and then we get to talk in our special card date. So yeah. there, I'm gonna I'm gonna turn this over to my beloved. So much more now, but I want to acknowledge the sound of the AC. Yeah. <laughs> I want to acknowledge that I'm definitely having what's known in our house as a manic episode. <laughs> um, but it can be a lot of fun. Yeah, it's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing, but it's not a great thing. It's it's just a big thing, I would say. Well, you know, I was thinking about it, my love. We're uh, we've been in an Airbnb for a while. In mm. part, what? No. Okay, how much of our personal details do you want to share? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. That's a, that was an honest question. I was like, I thought I'd keep it vague if you want to be like, we left L.A. We did. We're kind of north of L.A. And we're renting a there place. There you go. Renting. Renting a place. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know. I was yeah. doing that kind of for your benefit. Oh, sure. I just thought you got it wrong. Plain and simple. <laughs> oh, my Jesus. Oh, my Jesus. If ever, I've loved thee. Anyway, so we're living on a, a piece of land, and there are other people there. And I've noticed that I don't like being funny. I like being funny with other comedians mm. and people that I feel super safe. Mm-hmm. The reason I've been giving this some thought is when I'm with new people, sometimes I'm like, these people are going to think, for a comedian, he sure is the least funny person I've ever met. Yeah. But if Moshe Kasher walked by... I'd be like, hey, Moshe, nice gate. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'd just start riffing with him immediately on gates yeah. and such. So anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to be riffing with you and, and, and yeah. to start properly. So you can edit all of that out. Not Katie, but you, the listener, can make your own version of this episode that doesn't have that whole part. And this is the opening. My love, how are you? Oh, wow. I am great. I am... Uh, more tired. I, I can feel it in moments where I like need to concentrate and be interesting. Um, You're sleepy. You're sleepy being. Yeah, just like Leela, as you know, isn't sleeping super great. Oh, she's punching and kicking us so hard <gasps> in the nards. I constantly uh, am getting it in the nards. Yeah, she gets me right in the face. <laughs> Not the nards yet, um, but she she'll she'll she likes to have her head on you. It feels, and her feet just like bicycle pedaling yeah. onto my stomach. She make of the night. wine. She make of the wine. She make of the wine. <laughs> yes. She make of the wine. She make of me wine. And you are the grains. You are the the grains and the grapes. I'm the grapes. Oh, remember? Oh, 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 oh! That poor woman. I, I know. hope you're okay. But Here's boy. how you know if you're enlightened. This is real. Ooh. If you watch the grape video, the newscaster woman who falls out of the bin of grapes and goes, oh, oh, if you watch that and you only have compassion for her, then you are enlightened. Wow. That's the test. I mean, but I feel like a lot of people are going to hear that and think that it's not not a fair trade-off. Like, it's not worth it to lose that. Sorry to jump right into the deep. Please, this but is a convo. That is, uh, this isn't a you do a monologue, I do a monologue. You do a mono, I do a duologue. A, a dialogue. Why isn't it a duologue? Mono. Yeah. Duologue. 
I mean, it's clearly from the same root. Might be from a different language. <laughs> Speaking of duologues. Leela? Yeah, Leela's going in that potty. Yeah, she's going in that potty. That's what you brought up today. Like, yeah, she sucks at sleeping. <laughs> but she's so great at everything yeah, else. Yeah, she's great at everything else. That's the, the, the predicament. Is mm-hmm. that old Rami D says, when you feel like you start waking up, you realize you don't want to let go of the highs and the lows. Because if you sort of become nobody, if you just sort of become one with everything, mm-hmm. you lose a lot of the fun of like shit talk but don't of like you, gossip don't I'm, I'm not saying you can't be enlightening yeah. you know on your way and still enjoy those things well actually I think it might be the opposite where once you are in that place which is problematic language because you are there right now you just have to realize that you are but let's OMG. say it's a place Uh, Once you are enlightened, I'm doing air quotes, um, you don't care or miss the drama. It's just when you're on this side of it, you think you will. Right. But... It's it's an imagination. Rami D. talks about the dark night of the soul. He's quoting St. John of the Cross, but yes. Sure. And um, he he says that it's that in-between time when... You're not totally enlightened, but you are losing attachments enough to, and you've had glimpses of it enough to not really enjoy life in the same way. That's right. And we've talked about this a lot, that sometimes moving towards enlightenment, again, it's not a place you can't move towards it. You're there right now, but (laughs) moving towards enlightenment can feel like depression. Totally. And it can feel like nihilism. That that's mm-hmm. also one of the prickles. Mm-hmm. It's one of the burrs you get on your socks on this pathless path. Oh, the pathless path. Oh, oh hey, hey, you only, have we talked about that? <laughs> a lot of the people that talk like me bother me. Mm-hmm. Like I like saying the pathless path, but if someone was like, you know, I'm on the pathless path, I'd be like, ejectly. I mean, I'm going to say a bigger statement that we don't even have to get into, but I would go ahead and say a lot of the people that are like you bother you. That's absolutely true, but I've been blabbing and boring way too much. So, Valerie, (laughs) why don't we... You said you're tired. Oh, yeah, but there's... Yeah, there was so much more to that. Oh, you know what? It's so interesting because when I'm tired... I mean, I, I feel like I can't just keep saying, like, we've talked about this because we've talked about everything. Right. I'm also not going to blow the whistle on that. Yeah. <laughs> um, fresh material, please. <laughs> yeah. But you're usually the one that goes, Val knows this. And I'm like, or poor Val's had to hear this plenty of times. You mean when I say this on the pod? Oh, like when, when you say this? When you're talking to anybody, you always start it but with being like... that's because it's one of my biggest pet peeves in the world. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'll do it real quick. Yeah. Hey, uh, two tomatoes are uh, running. One falls behind. First tomato turns back to the other tomato and goes, hey, catch up. Right? And then you laugh. Uh-huh. That's your line. is <laughs> laughter. And then another person <laughs> enters, and I just turn to them and go, hey, two tomatoes. And I don't, like, I don't know why it bothers me, but it feels uncaring. It's I like, get that. I really, it's, it's I like kn- a deafness that bothers me. I know that it comes from a place of caring, and I appreciate that. But also, we're married, so I've heard all your stuff. You've heard all my stuff. Well, that's on, for better or worse, that's how I feel about Madame Self, mm-hmm. which is okay. Yeah, it's all right. But when I'm rested, which I had a day, I think yesterday, when I was really rested, and the the 
time before that was last Thursday when we did the podcast. So it's like once a week I'll get a day where I feel rested and, and I will realize it feel, and maybe this isn't true, but it feels like, oh, all of my problems are just coming from being tired. I, isn't that how we feel because we get up every other morning with the baby and she has been getting up early. And if you get enough we, rest... We alternate. We alternate. So, yeah. We're, we're, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I am... I'm being simultaneously manic, but also like... <laughs> it's that thing that happens where I know what I mean, so I'm like, who cares if anyone's following? <laughs> I'll be like, refrigerator, fly paper, <laughs> Gorbachev! That's what that whole like, Save by the Bell yeah. chaos was. People that really know the podcast will know my joke. AC Slater, cool it preppy. <laughs> Because remember AC Slater? No, I know. I know oh, okay. it. I know it. You think there's something that people on the podcast know that I don't know? You're really Fair. enjoying honking this horn at people. I just... Not at people. Well, no one's here. But I think it's, uh, you know, use what you got. Use it or lose it, they say. Yeah. Um, what were we saying? Uh, oh, and if you sleep... Yeah, so if I am rested, I'm like... It's like, sure, all of the problems exist... But like, who cares? It's that's not what I'm dealing with right now, which is basically enlightenment. It's like, right. sure, you see everything still, um, but it's not getting to you. And being tired just feels like the opposite of that. And I think that people experience exhaustion in different ways. Like physically is what I'm experiencing, but like can be exhausted of your job or exhausted from doing all the emotional work in your relationship or exhausted so this is all just to be like today how i feel is for me personally for me it is like you're doing great just keep on cruising yeah and you (laughs) and you got up this morning yeah i also got up because that's a rare man (laughs) isn't for me one of the keys of life that i've yet to find the lock for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't unlock a key. I was going to say one of the things that I haven't mastered <laughs> that I find very difficult to master is if, and we've talked about this a million, but it's like, I just did it. If Judd was like, called me and was like, tomorrow at 8 a.m., I just need to talk to you. I really need help. Um, let's go over some jokes. Mm-hmm. I would, I'd happily do it. Mm-hmm. But when I say to myself, Pete, you need to get up and work on this thing that you want to do, that you want to make. I know. It's so hard to do. I'm in a really good mood because today I was able to do it. To me, yeah. it's all about sleep cycles. Did I get that hour? Did I get in a 90 minute chunks? Yeah. And when Lila woke up, I woke up before her and then I was like, and as I said, not just on this podcast, but a million times to you, I say, if I sort of feel like working, that's as good as it gets. And this morning I woke up and I sort of felt like working on a script I'm working on. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's as good as it gets. Mm-hmm. And I got up. And then, not to sound too much like my dad, but my dad's really like, you know, you gotta just make it happen. Put off the iron. Put your feet to the pavement and shake some hands, Peter. <laughs> but that's how I feel. I, I yeah. conquered that first demon that said, "It's your morning. Mm-hmm. Stay in bed." Yeah. And I was like, I think there's something sweeter over here. And that's what meditation is. Mm. Forget spiritual stuff. That's what reading is. Oh yeah. That's what calling an old friend is. That's what going for. That's what exercise is. Going to the dentist. Even we've oh my god, like, we're just like I'm like. 
taking care of my bod. <laughs> I feel, um, you, you might laugh, I feel that way when I get the car cleaned. Like, if I take it to a car wash, I'm like, yeah. I did something. So it's such a funny game that we're playing that, like, little achievements mm. make, make your mood feel better. But that sort of brings us to some of the things I want to talk about with the work, which people enjoyed us talking about. But why don't we start with a poem? Are you going to read a poem at the beginning or at the end? At the end. But can I tell you what I wanted to talk about with the work? Yeah. I mean, do you mind? Yeah, for those of you who didn't listen last week, Val and I are, uh, one of the things we'll do on the pod, we'll talk about all the things we're reading and and talking about as a couple, but like, we've really, really been enjoying Byron Katie, Mm -hmm. who was Wednesday's episode, Mm -hmm. and um, who introduced us to something called Inquiry, Mm -hmm. or The Work, um, which is a way of investigating our thoughts. Yep. Um, So, I've been, you know that I've been kind of like wrestling with this the last few days but today sort of in my exhaustion I even like I started a poem about it but I'll I'll wait till it's finished to share it um I was like almost feeling the downside of having all these teachers where I and again I'm coming from this tired place of like wanting so I just feel like this might be relatable just this tired place of like I just I want relief from my mind and from my suffering and usually like my cherry picking nature of like Eckhart says this um you know Sharon Salzberg says this Tara Brock says this Byron Katie says this like that all works usually but for some reason today in my exhaustion I was just like everybody's kind of saying something different and like oh which one is it (laughs) like which one is it like should I you know should I try try to attain enlightenment or am I already here is the goal of this to wake up and leave this human experience or is the goal to grind through your karma and be in the human experience and was like feeling just kind of frustrated with that um and then as you know I've been wrestling with that with Byron Katie I love her and she has helped me so much and I I don't go back on anything that I've said or felt about her but I've been like trying to feel out how it holds up with another very profound teaching for me which is embodiment and how trauma is stored in your body and being in your body and that enlightenment can't even be attained except for through your body and there's just so very little mention that I found so far with Katie about the body right um I actually it's funny that you say this can I please because I was listening to something today, something of hers on YouTube, very randomly. I was just eating, and I don't know. Yeah, I was eating watermelon. Does that help? <laughs> that uh, I was eating watermelon, and she was talking about um, if you have uh, an unpleasant emotion. Mm-hmm. And she's like, she said, literally, Val, the one clip that I could have picked, she's like, even if you don't think there's an, a thought going on, mm. and this is, I'll just say kind of what she said. She's like, if you ask the emotion about itself, basically, mm-hmm. it will tell you things like, you shouldn't have done that, or 
I have been disrespected. There, there's like, sure. so I, I don't know if this helps, but mm-hmm. I really love what you're saying because it's an interesting thing. Is does the body carry its own intelligence that's separate from thought, or is our emotions after thoughts that we're not even aware of? Yeah. So, go on. And that's been the question that I'm like, I need an answer to this because that is what it comes down to. And I think I told you that my, and by the way, I wanted to bring this up because somebody asked a question or asked if we could talk about embodiment and like body love. And and you have tried to be more embodied as well. Um, And I think that's so important for men and I can go on and on about embodiment. I, I love it so much. And I think it's very interesting to look at it while we're on this Byron Katie kick to look at it in terms of, of that. Um, but yeah, that's the question. I, my therapist tells us she's very much like trauma lives in your nervous system. Trauma lives in your tissue, which is what science is showing us. And so you have, your body has its own reactions to things. Um, and she even said, and I didn't. I haven't done my own research on this, but she was saying like they're noticing, you know, the mind and the gut connection. That there's depression can come from the gut because that's a big. I think it's a. It's where a lot of serotonin is stored. I might have that wrong. Um, and then she's like, there's a mind and heart connection, and this is what she said. She was like, they're finding that the heart communicates to the mind way more than the. I'll say brain. The heart communicates to the brain way more often than the brain communicates to the heart. Which, so I don't know the whole. I need to look more into that. But I don't even know what they mean. Do they mean the metaphoric heart? Do they mean literally? The, that's so. That's where I need to look into it. Yeah. Total of doom heart. <laughs> and then she also says the thing about the baby, where it's like, um, if a baby isn't held enough, like its me- muscles start bracing like kind of guarding and protecting itself. Mm-hmm. Um, so the question there, and I really don't know the answer to it is, is, is there an unconscious thought that that baby's having of like, I am not safe probably. Um, anyway. Or, or is the body just doing what it does? Naturally. This is very valid. I don't know why you're cutting it short. Yeah, you're right. Thank you. You're, I think you're doing that because I've heard this before. And because I I am over here with my eyes closed. <laughs> because you have drawn eyebrows, uh, eyelids. Sorry, I've eyeballs, drawn eyeballs on, on your eyelids. eyelids. And I nod at the wrong times. Is there anything worse? Every once in a while you'll yes. meet a person that's from another country and they nod at the wrong time. I've met American born and bred people who do that. Or they, yeah. they interrupt you to say like, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, and you're like, this is yeah. still interrupting, even if you're agreeing yeah. with me. It's yeah. Tell me about it. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I. This is something we've been wanting to talk about too. I'm sort of like, who cares what I think? Not just. I can only speak for myself. Yeah. I'm like, when I say, when I hear what you say, and then I process it mm-hmm. through my brain, which mm-hmm. I think is so valuable and special. I, I just think I'm like dragging a piece of like sticky jello. So the idea that you just said to me is sticky jello. And then I drag it through a field that I, that is my brain. Mm-hmm. And the field is filled with so much shit. There's sea glass, there's regular glass, 
There's sand, which at one point will be glass. There's shards of paper. There's, there's glass at every stage. Horse shit. There's bullshit. There's dog shit. There's I think this is that a, one over there is human shit. This is a beach. That's my brain. Okay. No, I I thought it was like the beach of your brain. It I can think be. I I went to the beach as soon as you said sand. You sure did. <laughs> <laughs> I heard waves crashing, oh and I was... Oh, my God, Valerie. <laughs> if I need to ever relax you, I'll just go, Sam. Ooh. Am I at the beach right now? Wait, where's my swimsuit? Do I hear the clink, clink, clink of ice in a glass, a tall glass? <laughs> what I'm saying is, it's not a beach. It's a field, as I said, <laughs> and it's filled with a mad... You mentioned glass again. Glass was earlier. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm just like... You I got, thought you meant... Anyway. I'm so sorry. I drag the sticky thought through the field. There's also good things in the field. My experiences, my memories, the things I've learned, the things I've read. But I drag it through and then I look at it and I go, here's what Pete thinks. Mm-hmm. And the older I get and the more I work or whatever, I'm just like, who cares? Mm-hmm. So in the in the good way. Mm-hmm. There's the way that I'm like, I don't value myself. And I'm like, who cares? And someone has to be like, no, Pete, we care. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I thought that was a slow clap, but you made it like a rhythmic, that thing you do. I was gonna, I want you to know I was gonna start the slow clap, and then I lost control, and these babies found their own rhythm. Well, the rhythm is gonna get you. <laughs> They're right. Anyway. But still, here's what Pete thinks. Pete thinks if a baby's not held enough, that is a thought. I'm not safe, right? Like, mm-hmm. I don't... Even if the baby doesn't is pre-language, there's still a thought. Mm-hmm. There's still some interpretation, I think. I'm not safe. Mm-hmm. We're really in some esoterra here. Like, now yeah. we're talking about pre-language things. Yeah. That's a whole other topic. How yeah. are you even thinking? But it's happening. You are thinking. You just don't articulate it. Isn't that trippy? Let's smoke a dupe and think about that for a while. <laughs> Because if you don't know language, of course you still think. And you contemplate and yeah. you're thinking in images or your own gobbledygook language. Sure. Yeah, I think that's true. And at the very least, I think if you sit, if you are having a trauma reaction, so let's say you are, you were in a car accident and every time you get in a car, your body has a reaction and it seems like it's even before you have thoughts about it you your the thought behind it is this is going to happen again right whatever with that's what's what, what your nervous system is doing is it's, it's playing a movie of the past and it's projecting a movie of the future yeah but that's what we don't realize is a thought one of the things i learned when i was first learning to meditate is people are like oh I'm seeing like colors or I'm having like visions and it's like well those are just thoughts those are like thoughts that you can see yeah so when you're thinking a thought we think of the conscious top tier I am now thinking what I'm going to say to Valerie thought but what I'm realizing in doing this work with Mm -hmm. Katie and reading her is like is it 99% of the day mm-hmm. that we are constantly... I think one of the reasons why looking at phones is annoying is because it reminds us of our minds. I'm constantly looking at you, mm-hmm. but here's all these images mm-hmm. of where I think this might be going. So I see a car, 
And all of these feelings flood into me. I see a plane in all of these feelings. And then when those feelings come, then I have my conditioned responses to them. I get on a plane, I think about bumpy plane rides I've been on. But then I remember literally Dave Coulier. So now I'm looking at you, but Dave Coulier is in my memory going like, it's just driving on a bumpy road. That's what he said about turbulence because he's a pilot. Uncle Joey. It's a pilot? It's not not Uncle Uncle Joey. No. Oh, you're right. It's just Joey. He told me that. Yeah, I should have known that. Episode three. I believe so all of these things are being played those are thoughts that that maya as it's known that illusion in that dream is the constant so even if a baby is Mm pre-language no one's holding me no one will be holding me you know what I mean like things are happening yeah I think that that you're interpreting reality I I don't know I think you know what's interesting is that helped me understand that I think like that's an interesting piece of it and and somebody could really dive into you know that aspect of it but really what the question is is if if I when dealing with trauma because trauma is different I think most I don't know almost all of the psychologists and scientists that I listen to on trauma will tell you that trauma is meant to be handled differently than like a negative emotion um, or even a patterned emotion. There's yeah. there's some there's something this is different. Really interesting. And is trauma a thought or is it stored in your body? And for those of you that just turned the radio on, <laughs> you did that last time, I think. Did I? Yeah, I like that joke. Well, just tuning in. Is trauma a thought or in your fascia? Fascia. I don't want flora, I don't want fauna, I don't want fascia, and I don't want fascists. <laughs> I don't want fascists, fascia. Keep that. What's fascia? Fascia is connective tissue, so it's like a sheet of connective tissue that goes around your organs and separates it, it from your muscles, I believe. Is this real or is it like Sedona? I, I think this is real because I think they discovered this is the part that I don't know if that's true. If this is true. Uh, This is the part that I don't know if it's true. (laughs) There's no great way to say that. Um, I had no problem with that. It is, I think, why they figured out um, why... What is the needles? Acupuncture. Acupuncture works. Is it... It gets to your fascia? I don't know. Who knows? Anyway, it's real. I'm so thinking about it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it was great. Fascia is a, a beautiful name for a, a lady. It sounds like a type of poop. Fascia. I made a fascia. <laughs> it wasn't a full turd. You can tell it was canceled in the middle. Mm-hmm. It's a pinched half turd, a fascia. <laughs> <laughs> I stepped in a fascia. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so what? So, anyway, that trauma is not only, you know, your nervous system remembers it, but it's also stored in your fascia. And you can get massages that are like a fascial release. Um, Don't Google it. (laughs) I know. That sounds very sexual. And like it involves. Fascial release. And that it, yeah. Yeah. And that it involves feces. Um, So, but the question I think is maybe more not is it caused by a thought? It's is the best way to deal with it through your mind or through your body. Right. And I will say, poor ma, (laughs) um, I have found a lot of relief in practicing just 
through my like being in my body and being with the feeling and feeling the feeling until it has released and sure there are thoughts that come and go with that but I don't you know just like in any meditation you just watch the thoughts go by and you sit with the feeling and allow it to just become a sensation in your body and you there's literally a moment where I'll just kind of feel it like bloop, 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 like yeah. bubble up yeah. um, or I won't and I'll know that it's a bigger thing that I need to keep returning to um, yeah that's been a valuable thing is noticing where I'm storing mm-hmm. a stress or a pain and I, and I think you're right that a lot of men don't have awareness of where that is and there are practices like Eckhart Tolle um, talks about like getting in touch with the energetic body so doing just like a body scan but then feeling the life in your hands, that's an e- the easiest place to feel it. Cool. And yeah. I think to take people through that, you have to close your eyes. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then you ask yourself, how do I know I have hands without right. moving your hands? Right. And so you just kind of feel what it feels like to have hands, and then you move your way up through that's the body. That's what a body scan is, yeah. But... I think a body scan for me is often like external sensations and then this is just feeling like the the energy of your hands like the life force oh, I'm sorry I was trying to help because you just said body scan so I was trying to maybe people didn't know what that was I thought that's what you were explaining oh no I meant do an external body scan and then do this internal body scan kind of mm-hmm. thing but um but yeah and that when I do that it feels incredible to be in my body and to answer the second part of this person's question who asked about like and a couple people actually asked about loving your body the more that I have looked at dealing with my trauma and my pain by including my body in that process and nurturing it there are times when I feel like I need to have a huge release like sometimes it comes up as I either need to like throw up or I need to cry like I have to have a purge I begin by nurturing my body. I just like wrap it in a blanket. Mm. I get a heating pad. I Mm. get tissue. I like Mm. hold it and nurture it. Um, Tara Brock says like even putting your hand where you feel the sensation as a, a way of nurturing. And as soon as I love my body in that way, it just releases and relaxes and I get to see everything that it's always holding for me. Mm. And I get to thank it for holding that. And, and the act of nurturing it and seeing what it holds, that has, is how I've come to love my body. Mm. And I don't think I experienced it until I was pregnant. Because there's just a natural way of, um, when you're pregnant, you have to constantly be like, am I overheated? Am I dehydrated? Am I... Do I need to eat? What can I feel the baby move? Like you're you're taking care of your body like you're taking care of your baby because mm. it's one and the same. And um, so, for people who are struggling with loving their body, I would say the first thing to do for me, in my case, the first thing was beginning to nurture it. Instead of just like, look in the mirror and give yourself a compliment. Like some people aren't there yet. Right. But just try to ask it 
questions and like what do you need what feels good to you treating it like a friend yeah it's like date your body yeah date your body or like mother your body I don't want to date my mother (laughs) do you? (laughs) because she wants to date you (laughs) we're not sure about that we've updated the theory that's true does my mother want to date me is that true? Well, that was one of the first ones I did the work on. And mm-hmm. and since then, I've been calling home once a week. I know I mentioned that last time. And that's why I'm so excited about this work. And I'm a little bit sad. I, I know, not not really, but it, it made me a little bit sad. I'm not, no longer. That you're like, oh, I have all these teachers and they're fighting. I had a similar feeling when somebody reached out to me and was like, oh, I'm so glad you had Katie on your podcast. I was really into her um, five years ago mm. and I, and so what you're saying and that person's email I'm just like god damn it I'm like done with fads you even said this Byron Katie kick I'm like I don't want I don't need any more yeah reinterpretations of these and, and in my mind they're all saying the same thing and I know they are in your mind as well they, they just sometimes have different language yeah yeah but like it bums me out the thought of like being on another kick in a year, I suppose part of my intellect is like, well, that'd be fun. It's always fun to find new things to be interested in. But what I like about the work and the work of Byron Katie is that like it's it's producing these results that I haven't haven't seen with sure. other things. And I see that. And you, you, you and I, thank you. Well, I didn't know that. Absolutely, and maybe this is the thing for the rest of your life. It doesn't have to. It be. It also doesn't matter if it is or it isn't. I suppose. And and so this is speaking to our relationship, and I'm mostly saying this for myself. It can be for you, and it can not be for me. It doesn't have to. Oh, be. I wasn't even addressing that. No, I, I, I know. was just telling I'm just you. I'm adding that. Oh, okay, I don't want you to. <laughs> <laughs> but like for real, for real, I think it's fun that you like what I'm really into right now. But mm-hmm. that has never been important yeah. or even something now I'm saying that's for me and for the listeners that's never been something that I've like kept tabs on never in fact that's one of the weirdest things about our or by weird I mean wonderful and graceful I don't mean graceful like Gene Kelly I mean like <laughs> full of grace is that when we got together I like to think without knowing it that we picked up on potentials mm-hmm. a hippie might call this a vibration but I mean like a, a very pragma, pragmatic materialist would be like we were picking up on cues and behaviors and language and, and looking at the way people's minds work and yeah. sensing a certain openness and a certain I was just watching, sorry I know I'm jumping around a lot, but a thing that uh, a, a very interesting TED talk about how like political um, views often come down to how comfortable people are with like novelty like it's like ah. he, he told this really interesting story where he's like you go to see Michelangelo's David um, and one person says oh how beautiful they've captured the human form mm. and their breath their breath is taken away and they cry mm. and the other person was like this is uncomfortable I don't like seeing his body look at his penis this is weird and they were ah. like if you had to guess which one's a liberal which one would you guess and just that question made me realize I was like Oh my God! Mm. Liberals are often in big cities, and uh, by the way, we're painting with a broad brush. Sure. I know there's liberals everywhere, there's Republicans everywhere. So please don't think anyone listening that I'm trying to read your mind or, or put you in a category. I just thought it was interesting, and they had data to back it up mm. that like liberals 
want their dogs to be free thinkers, for example. It's almost like a joke against liberals. Yeah. It's like he said that. He was like, because liberals say, sit, please. Whoa. Or they're like, sit or, or whatever, you know. <laughs> Whereas, like, and I, I understand this. This is sort of what I can appreciate. Um, I know it's a tricky time to say that, but as someone who used to be a Republican, I, 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 I recognized that the part of people that's just like, no, you want your just you just want your dog to sit, mm-hmm. like, just sit. Like I, we don't need to be like, should we get the dog a bis a different biscuit? Like there's yeah. sort of it's like Rory Scovel had that joke about how when there's a bunch of cars in the left and the lane is ending, mm-hmm. he's like the Republicans are the guys that speed up and try and cut in one the second car in uh-huh. because and the liberals are the ones that let them in. Yeah. And I was like, that is so funny. We're the ones that are like, I get it. You know, I've been there. But there's also something, as I always say, like an essential energy to both. Yeah. If you look at us like cells under a microscope, which mm-hmm. I often do, mm-hmm. you need blind aggression and tell the dog to sit and let's plant this crop and blah, blah, blah. And you also need the um, inviting, the nurturing, the understanding the novel, the the mutating, almost like the the expanding in different ways, energy. Yeah. But you need both. Yeah. It, whenever you're like, oh boy, I can't understand uh, this side of things. It's like, well, can you see a world where it's only your side? It's always yeah. helpful. And this. And is by the way, I also sorry, baby. No, please. I just want to say. I'm not making excuses for the terrible things that are happening under the banner of the Republican Party yeah. right now. Those are atrocious, and that's not what I'm talking about. And I do think I'm a about lot the dog of, joke. I do think a lot of Republicans um, wouldn't excuse that either. I think that's what, right. what we're seeing. I'm not in, talking about extremes. Yeah, what we're seeing right now in government is outside of the the dynamic right. that you are talking. It's like about. Burning Man. Every, we were just talking to somebody. A lot of the people that go to Burning Man are just there. Some of them bring their families. Some of them are just having fun with the the art. They're art lovers. They're mm-hmm. artists. But what gets their photo taken? It's the guy with the gas mask on his dick and balls. It's like, I've come, but my dick don't want to smell no whatever. <laughs> you finish the riff Smoke. and delete it. <laughs> delete it. <laughs> but, but that, so what we're living in a world where it's Burning Man, but the only people getting their photo taken are the people with clown makeup. Yeah. And, and you know, so I, when I'm, I can't speak to those. Yeah. When I see the couple with the guns on their lawn, it's like, get these fucking people. I know. That's a hard no for me. Yes, sure. But I also know that there's, uh, my mother's a Republican that's uh, not both like that. Of all of our parents are, that's why we know um, but yeah, and, and what's interesting is I can see it also while we're painting with broad strokes uh, as like masculine energy and feminine energy. That's right, for um, lack of a better word. Yeah. No, no gender to it. You yeah. can't have giving without taking. You can't have forward without backwards, as I always say. And there is, like you were talking about the energy of being like, I got shit done today. I'm conquering this. Like, that's ma- that's the benefit of masculine energy. Right. Um, and then, of course, it's like, it's a natural checks and balances of nature. I mean, natural in the term of, like, you see it everywhere in nature, yeah. that there is masculine and feminine. There's conquering and flowing. There's, you know, there's solid and water. It's, it's like, it's all over... Um, well, and it's what, meant to be balanced. As much as we talk, talk and work to be 
non-resistant and open people. Mm -hmm. It's every single day. You'll tell me a story about a friend saying something that I'm like, well, that was a slight, and you should have in real time been like, yeah, it actually sounds like you're saying go fuck myself. Like, I mm -hmm. want you to do that because I love you, mm -hmm. but that's sort of the, those are the thoughts. We, You and I are not going to crack how babies are thinking. I, I don't know if we're ever going to definitively figure out trauma is it a thought that's manifesting in the body is it happening in the body first it's not really important yeah what i do I, I it is important no i fun, am with you we, I, why get hung up on that I, I really hope you don't think that i was saying that seemed like you were hung up on it that'd be okay what we can <laughs> what we can what we can work on is my thought that your uh that person who was talking to you disrespected you yeah and it's like one of the things that Katie always points us to, one of the things that I was doing to work on, which it's going to seem so silly. So this is, for the listeners, this is the, the process of inquiry. You have a thought. We know we're supposed to be mindful and conscious of our thoughts. And inquiry is just a way of stopping and asking the thought a certain uh, series of questions. Yeah. So I was getting like, I'm going to say like a 7 out of 10, frustrated and angry mm -hmm. because a company that... I was working with just wanted me to fill out a spreadsheet mm -hmm. and I every time I was like what the fuck like I just I kept like trying to dodge it I just didn't want I don't have Excel yeah I'm a comedian I talk about rear view mirrors <laughs> I, I, I don't have Excel but it, they were they were doing something nice for me but I realized and maybe it's my my life in you know in the public or whatever mm -hmm. having a privileged blessed career maybe it's caught up with me that I, I'm just like just do this for me I, I don't yeah. fill out but the point is I was having the frustration and the anger mm -hmm. and meaning a headache and I think we all know this when you're frustrated and you're tense the the panoramic view of reality meaning I, right now I'm, I'm so in love with you I'm so happy to be with you mm -hmm. I can look at out the front of the car and I can still see all of you because my, my vision is relaxed mm -hmm. and expansive and when I get angry because someone emailed me mm -hmm. please fill out this Excel spreadsheet it becomes um, pinpointed mm -hmm. like suddenly limited. Like, it's limited the, the periphery closes in yeah. I'm now deaf mm -hmm. to Leela's coos and laughter I'm, <sighs> I'm yes. impervious to poetry, yes. um, beauty, laughter, all I can. This is why this matters to me. This isn't just two fucking privileged hippies going like, what if we got nasty with our thoughts? What if we <laughs> shone a flashlight on them? Get out of here! <laughs> this is like real suffering. And it happened because I got an email that said, can you fill out this Excel spreadsheet? And the reason I can talk about all the things that it meant to me is because I stopped. And it's not just doing the work on um, Bill shouldn't have asked me to fill out a spreadsheet. Mm -hmm. That's laughable. Mm -hmm. That's already we're laughing. Yeah. You, but you have. That's why you write it down. You're like Bill shouldn't ask me to write fill out a spreadsheet. Yeah. And you laugh. Yes. Because you turn the lights on and all the cockroaches freeze and the cockroaches are our weird uninvestigated thoughts. Yeah. And then you go, is that true? Well, of course it's not true. I I even stopped and I went. Bill wants me to fill it out, probably mm -hmm. because if he fills it out for himself, 
there's no binding to that. <sighs> They're trying to get like an email paper trail of this is the deal. Will you fill this out? Right. Yes, here's the deal. I filled this out. He can't just, but until that moment, I hadn't really considered that. Right. So the question, is it true, was very important to stop and go, First, what's the thought? Bill shouldn't ask me to do it. Is it true? No. Mm-hmm. Right there, I think poetry just creeped back in. Mm-hmm. And then you go, how does it make mm-hmm. you feel? I feel angry. I feel tunnel vision. I feel a headache. I feel tension. Uh, any obsessive thoughts or actions? I'm like, yes. Valerie, 100% real. God's honest. When I was stressed, I was like, I intermittent fast. I'm done talking about it. It was, <laughs> it was around 11 a.m. And I was like, I'm not going to make it. I, I don't start eating till about one. I know. And I was like, I need a pizza right yeah. the fuck now. Yeah. And I need ice cream right the fuck now. And I'm not going to make it. I need it. I'm a baby. I'm crying on the inside. Yeah. And, and then I, I go, that's all the ways that it makes me feel. And then he goes, how would you feel without it? Yeah. And I'd go, just clear to do the work that was asked of me. <gasps> you know how much time I spent just thinking about that Excel, being mad about it? Even talking about it now is sort of silly, but hopefully it, it helps people. Yeah. But when I unpack what's really going on there is um, Bill doesn't love me. Mm-hmm. I know that sounds like real cliche, I'm okay, you're okay, 1960s self-help. I'm not saying it's true for anyone else. I'm, and I'm not embarrassed to admit, I didn't make this fucking thing. Yep. I'm not, I have my thoughts, they're just happening. It's embarrassing. Fine, the whole goddamn thing's been embarrassing. <laughs> the thought is, Bill, why don't you like me? Mm-hmm. Why are you, conflict is bad. Yeah. You're asking me to do something I wasn't doing. You don't like me, you don't trust me, I'm unlovable. Why does your love have conditions, even? Yeah, that's exact fucking A. Mm-hmm. Because my mother, I know I, I sort of, we explore the complications between me and my mother sometimes, mm-hmm. but my mom loved me so hard mm-hmm. and so freely and so universally mm-hmm. that if someone's like, fill out this Excel sheet, there's a part of me that goes, you said this perfectly, it's like when your mom leaves and a babysitter comes and they make you dinner and they just do something a little bit differently. Yeah. Or my experience... They're, they're like, yeah, right? Yeah, go ahead. They babe. make you like clear the table and you're like mm, my mom doesn't make me clear the table mine was have a big glass of water before bed yeah it's like excuse me what the fuck did you just say to me like <laughs> yeah. you're just like there's a foreign entity in my house yeah and the, and the core thought is i'm sorry i'm so excited about this please but there's that thought where it's like mom doesn't cut the crusts off my sandwich and, and what is cutting crusts off sandwich? It's love. You don't love me like my mom. You could look at it as like celebrity privilege. You, I, I shouldn't have to do this. I really think it's so much more. Yeah. Why won't you pick me up? Why won't you love me for who I am? Which behind that is... And this leads to my biggest revelation for the week. I couldn't wait to tell you. This is what I said. We are saving. On the, yeah. So this is new for me. <laughs> this, I've saved this for you like a real guest. Mm. Um, was I was like, I need people to like me. Of course, that's that's one that I think a lot of people can relate to. Yeah. I need people to like me. So in this case, I need Bill to like me. I need Bill. Part of the work is, what did you wish Bill had said? I wish Bill had been like, Pete, you're so special, and I'm so thrilled we're even talking. Don't worry. I'll fill out this Excel sheet for you. By the way, you are handsome. <laughs> Can we hang out? I take it back. But just know, 
I dream of it often. <laughs> oh my god! I'm just trying. I'm exaggerating for no, fun. No, I love it. It's so, so funny. Here's the problem, though, baby. You helped me realize that one of my, believe it or not, sort of core negative thoughts or beliefs is that people are unsafe. Yeah. I got this because, again, I love my parents very dearly. I feel completely at peace with them. I'm not just saying that. I think they're fantastic. They were sort of irregular people. I would say that if they were in the car. Irregular people. Irregular. Mm -hmm. I-R-R. They're irregular people, meaning it didn't give me the most secure feeling. Sure. Living with them. And not only that, I would say... (laughs) Yes. The most... Uh, It's like Woody Allen again. Growing up, I didn't have the most secure feeling. (laughs) Um, But I... um, I would add to that that they also didn't trust a lot of people. Like, didn't they also believe that people were unsafe? For sure. And on top of that, hanging out with people is is a performance. So in the same way that I can get exhausted by going to a party or, or even just having a couple friends over because I look at it fundamentally different than you do. We can talk about that. But why is it a performance? Because you're not safe to show them your truth. That's self. right. Because one of the other thoughts behind that is people want something from me that I don't want to give. Mm-hmm. So this is what I'm saying. Like the work, the more you do it, and you can just, you don't have to buy a book or, or an app to do this. Mm-hmm. It's like, what is really going on with Excel spreadsheet? Uh, okay, you don't love me. Okay, so then I wrote back a very, like a lot of people pleasing people do. I wrote back another email. I was like, Thank, please uh, uh, give me a moment. Um, this is after I got some sleep, by the way. Mm-hmm. I was just like, I'm working on it. I downloaded Excel so it'll be even easier, so you'll be able to open it because mm-hmm. I was sending them screen grabs of like the Google equivalent. And then I was like, um, thanks so much for your patience. I, w- I wrote the most. Nice, nicest email. Mm-hmm. And then they wrote back, like, the next day, a couple hours, whatever. There was just something like, you are so nice, thank you. So this is Bill. You're so nice, thank you. Um, you're making this so much easier for me. I really appreciate it. And the, and the remnants of the tension that didn't go away from the inquiry, like, kind of fell from my face. Wow. So that's when I realized, it's not, you shouldn't ask me to... Um, do a, a spreadsheet. Yeah. It's, I need other people like me. Let's bring in the other part. People are unsafe. Why are other people un- unsafe? And I'm going to be embarrassed. You might have helped me realize this. Mm. Very often on our relationship, I'll tell Valerie an epiphany I had, and she'll be like, I said that to you. <laughs> um, and that's very frustrating for you. I'm sorry. No, or, I, I, don't, I'm guessing. I don't. But this will sound familiar. I, I think it's very inspired by things you've said to me. Mm. So for once, I'm preempting it. I think this is a Valerie... <laughs> I don't need this credit. No, I know, but it's happening. (laughs) It's like Fruit of the Month Club. Here's some fucking grapefruits. You don't need it. You don't want it. But it's happening to you. I'm sorry. Turns out avocado is a fruit. (laughs) Yeah, the pit's on the inside. So here's 30. (laughs) Um, Hope you know how to make a vat of guacamole. And and, uh, tomato, not for two months. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, why are people unsafe? Because if this is so me... I need people to like me. That means people are the thing that are either going to make me feel great Mm. or are going to make me feel terrible. So it's a risk-reward. Every time I see a person, every interaction is either going to make me feel better or worse. So, of course, I'm just like, 
I'm just going to get the fuck away from these things. Mm. If you're walking around opening little boxes, and some of them have cupcakes, but some of them have little pieces of shit in them, Mm -hmm. and you have to eat it either way, Mm -hmm. because you believe that your self-worth comes from the opinions of other people. This is in the book of Tao that we've been reading from. You are their slaves. If you care what people think, and if you let it define you, as I do very often, of course people are unsafe. You've made them unsafe. This is my epiphany. That's beautiful. You're like, let's go hang out with 50... 50-50 machines. Let me pick a different number. Let's go hang out with 10 50-50 machines. And that's not what a person is, but that's what I've turned them into. Sure. I go up and I poke them, and they either go, Pete, you're the king. I love you. You're so charming. Mm. Or they go, who's this guy just spit on me? Yeah. Like, look at how he's got that Hillary Swank mouth. Keep it shut, I ask for your opinion, not the weather, Swank. (laughs) And then I go... (laughs) The bad, the, the, oh, very good. That, if that's all I wanted to say, I'm so excited. I've got it out. Forgive me for for going on a ramp. No, that was beautiful, and and so much. Uh, wow, so much was covered in that. And I think the beauty of the work is. I mean, there's so much that's beautiful about it, but the the real sweet spot often is at the turnaround. Which in that situation, and you and I are the same as, like, we're very similar. OMG, I'm so excited about this turnaround. So it's like, I I need people to like me. Really what's happening is, you believe that you need people to like you. So then, and I'm saying you, but really I mean us, because we both do this. I'll say I. I need people to like me. I believe that. So that comes from probably something that I don't I don't think I'm enough. I like I mentioned uh, in the last episode, I need people to take care of me, whatever reason. I need people to like me. So I believe that onto them and then I control them. I am trying to control them. That's right. Into liking me, I will do whatever it takes. Hey, Bill, I'm downloading Excel. Aren't I a good boy, Mister <laughs> Bill? I did what you told me. Still, I've got more to do and more to show. I'm hoping our friendship is gonna grow. <laughs> Spreading the sheets. Spreadsheets. Oh my Jesus. <laughs> that really work. That was breathtaking. I that was what the people that. who uh, market Trident gum are trying to make us believe it feels like. Because that was refreshing. <laughs> that was invigorating. I'm <laughs> one tenth of the way to a boner. <laughs> okay, come on. Well, because spreading the sheets also. Oh, uh-huh. we call butt cheeks sheets. <laughs> no. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> No, I got it. <laughs> oh my God! There are layers, like on a bed. Oh, <laughs> and spreadsheets. I don't know. This is unfolding in on itself. Um, so, uh, oh, gross, Pete! Don't fart in. Oh my mind. God! They can tell where it came from, Val. <laughs> 
Okay. Okay. Um, so I'm trying to control people because not because it'll make them feel good that I am pleasing them. That's right. But because it is unacceptable to me for them to not like me. And this is what Katie's always saying. It's all about you. It's all about you. They need to change for me. And then another layer of that is so here I am trying to control the how they feel about me. So I'm trying to control their feelings when really I've given them all of the power. Is it all of the power? <laughs> all of the power. That's you. That's my impression of you. I liked it. Um, about like how I feel about myself. I've given them this something they never asked for all of the power to dictate how I feel about right. myself. So who actually has the control in that situation? I'm giving them the control. That's right. The it's like I hand them the board game Risk and it's 70% played and I'm like, y'all move. So like, what? that brings me to the turnaround of people are unsafe. I am unsafe. I'm unsafe. If you talk to me at a party, listen to this insanity. Just know I've turned you into a 50-50 machine. You're either going to pay out for me and make me feel happy and good, or you're going to make me feel bad. And then guess what? For your consolation prize, you have, again, talk about the jelly opinion being dragged through the field. I now think, I don't know. I don't know about Dan. Yes. Dan? All I'm saying is Dan didn't fluff my nutters? Like, and, what? And let's say Dan does fluff your nutters. <laughs> Um, just because it's fun to say. Yeah. Uh, he has to continue to do that That's every right. time he It's a transaction. I do want to say... God, we're the worst. No, I know. I'm starting to feel a little shitty. I get no, other no, no. things from people. Yeah. I can be in a, a situation, but usually it's hard if I'm not at least getting attention paid. I don't mean attention, like, wow! Mm -hmm. I mean, listening is a big one for me. Mm -hmm. How often do I... Because, Val, you're such a great listener, I'll point out, like, boy, that you know that person wasn't even listening to you, mm -hmm. and that bothers me, even when someone's not listening to you. So that's what I mean by attention. Very rarely will I be like, that's a great person, yeah. and they weren't even absorbing anything. This just goes back to, like, the most loving thing you can do for anybody in your life is meditate on all the love I need is in me now. Yeah. Or I am loving awareness or whatever. But that's the feeling. Right. And I am love. I'm yeah. love. I, and you know, ah, sorry, baby. We'll keep going. Just because when you put that on somebody else, no matter how you do it, it may feel good sometimes, but it's got an edge. It's got conditions. It's got... You're uh, at the casino. A trap embedded in it. You're like, the endorphin casino. Yes. Yeah. Unless you are getting all the love that you need, or at the very least coming back to that when you forget, boy, there's just really, you're just really asking a lot of, of people. That's exactly right. That's exactly it. And I mean... Uh, I think Eckhart says this and Katie has a version of this that it's like true love is just recognizing like I, I think I said the last episode just recognizing the same the thing that's looking out your eyes right now is the same thing looking out it's of a, my eyes it's a safe place where you can both just become one and as woo woo as that sounds go to any wedding yeah. any wedding <laughs> and that's the is language it any wedding? it's any way any, I need to do that more that's funny I do if like I have anything it. that's original it's probably that is it a hundred percent of the time <laughs> <laughs> ah! 
crap. <laughs> I like that very much. Um, um, do you want to... Y- yeah, let's so do a question. Let's do questions. Um, so I kind of addressed that embodiment one. Oh, but I do want to say, I won't go on and on about this. I probably will another time. But for me, the bridge... And it is interesting that we're talking that we got on the masculine feminine thing because another very general way of looking at this is it's masculine and th- I'm just throwing this out there I'm not saying this is true but what if it's masculine to go through your brain and it's more feminine to go through your body I would agree with that so I, I don't think that has to be the way that we die it just might be the way that we are conditioned yeah and it's happening absolutely so in that case I think for me it feels very good to balance the Katie stuff with the embodiment stuff that's like the masculine feminine energy well that's what made to address my sadness for you was just it's like what Katie said to me my favorite part of our podcast was I was late and I was like oh I'm so sorry I I was worried you were going to be mad I was basically telling her all the movies of projected imagined future that I had been watching Mm. And she didn't say it exactly like this, but this is how it's been paraphrased in our house. Yeah. Is, be nicer to my child. Yeah. So when you say that, I'm not just saying this to be sweet. I'm like, be nicer to my Valerie. Yeah. If you're like, who is it? Is it this? Is it this? I'm just like, it it goes back to Stephen. In fact, this might be a good time to read this. Um, Talking about it. In fact, let me read this. Mm. Which, Which teacher is it? I know. Right? It's so um, funny. So this is from Stephen. So Stephen Mitchell is, is Katie's husband. He did an episode of the podcast. It's one of my favorites of all time. It'll be out when his book is out, which is September 15th. It's called The Way of Forgiveness. This is an older book of his called, and that book, by the way, is amazing. Mm. It's called A Book of Psalms. So he translated the Psalms. He's a big translator. Um, and I'm just going gonna, gonna to read it. Yeah. Do you think it's too long to read? No, I thought it, it's what you shared with me last night. That's what I read with you the other night. Yeah, no, I think read it. So this goes to like, is it Katie? Is it Ramdas? Is it Richard? Mm -hmm. Is it Rob? Is it Alan Watts? Like, who is it? And that anguish that we feel wondering which one of this misappropriations of spiritual living reality has been turned into these lies that are words. They're just lies. That's what Stephen wrote. Somebody asked a Tibetan, uh, a monk asked a monk, he he goes, um, a Zen monk, he goes, of all the Buddhist teachings, how many of the words were Buddhas and how many were, of mm. the words were demons? And the student said, all of the words were demons. Oh, yeah. Because language is insufficient and all of the words are lies. Right. And, then the, and the master said, no one will be able to pull the wool over your eyes for the rest of your life. That's right. It's also like... It's this. It's we, motherfucking it's this. this. It's, it's motherfucking this. this. That's why I go be nicer to my Valerie because I know you and I've mm-hmm. been there and, and we hang out there and then we step out of it and we go which one of these teachers and I'm not making fun of you is correct <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm not making fun of you which <laughs> one of these teachers <laughs> <laughs> um, is correct is is in that moment the thought taking you out of it I would also say absolutely I'd rather you didn't okay I'm the sorry. Hebrew word for song I'm just kidding babe. how dare you think I was serious I didn't think you were serious um, I would I think that's so right 
thank you so much for that reminder and that really got me there and it is like yes it's it it's kind of like asking which characters in this dream yeah. is awake or like wh- which, which characters, characters in this dream will wake me up will wake me up exactly right. it's it's this you already are there i'm already <laughs> there it's so funny it's funny it's actually funny it is funny which and then also it's my brain it's my strategic mind wrestling with this and and I have to in a respectful not condescending way but a respectful way just tell my mind like thank you oh you're trying to make sense of this because you're trying to protect us thank you I see that this isn't for you (laughs) yeah that's right you won't understand and that's okay and your job I, I hear you, but you can relax. That's it. That's so. Rob Lowe is coming out soon uh, on this podcast, and I um, we were talking about meditation and how hard it is. And I was like, the point of meditation, especially for achievers, is that it's something that you can't do well. Yeah, it's like something you can't win at. That's great. And the only way to do it well is to keep doing it. Mm-hmm. So those moments, those little check-ins, I completely understand them and I do them sometimes. But I think that's why it made me sad is because I'm like, I know exactly how it feels to go, wait, another teacher? We just have to keep going like, it's just another mirror. Yeah. It's just another mirror. It's always been you. Yeah. It's always been it looking at itself reflected back in Whatever teacher does it for you. Yeah. It could be the the BBC show Sherlock. If it's getting you into a place. <laughs> All right. The Hebrew word for psalm is mizmor. Forgive me. Uh, which means a hymn sung to the accompany, accompaniment of a lyre. This is the intro to a book of psalms. But when the ancient rabbis named the anthology we know as the book of psalms, they called it, I'm not going to even try, the book of praises. That is the dominant theme of the greatest of the psalms a rapturous praise, a deep, exuberant gratitude for being here. Mm. Get out of here. Come on, Stephen. That's the first paragraph. (sighs) And it brings me into my face Mm. that we talked about last time. You start feeling Mm. the nerve endings in your body. It's insane. Mm. So there's the body's involvement. There you go. (laughs) Triggered by a thought. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) The mind in harmony with the way things are sees that this is a good world, that life is good and death is good. It feels the joy that all creatures express by their very being. It feels the joy. The mind in harmony with the way things are feels the joy that all creatures express by their very being. Oh, beautiful. That's what we're talking about when you and I are in love. It's like we're fi- we're feeling the joy that these creatures express in their very being. Mm-hmm. And we're going, would you like to make a safe place where that can shine? Yeah. yeah. And Jesus talks about that too. When you have a light, do you put it under a bushel? As the famous song says, and you let it shine <laughs> and finds its own music in accompanying the universal rapture. Stephen, Get out of here. That's so, that's so beautiful. It finds its own music in accompanying the universal rapture. Mm-hmm. Thus the psalmists, in the ardor of their praise, enter the Sabbath mind. That's what he calls, the, it's kind of a Jewish way of saying the, the kingdom of heaven, mm-hmm. nirvana, nirvana. Nirvana. 
they enter in the ardor of their praise, enter the Sabbath mind and stand at the center of creation saying, behold, it is very good. Which, as Richie Rohr always points out, everybody talks about the God of the Old Testament being such a such a crumb bum, and, and he certainly can be in some of the stories, very very domineering. But the first words are, it is good, it is good, it is good, it is good, it is very good. Mm. He's always bringing us back to that. Mm. He says, we, we, we're obsessed with Genesis 3, which is getting kicked out of the garden, but we always forget Genesis 1. It is good, it is good, it is good, it is good, it is very good. And that includes you and me and everyone. Mm. This is the poet's essential role as Rilke, R-I-L-K-E, hmm. Rilke, as, I'm, I'll say Rilke. As Rilke wrote in a late poem, when the public wonders, but all the violence and horror in the world, how can you accept it? Rilke's poet says simply, I praise. The praise is addressed to whom, to what? When gratitude wells up through our whole body, we don't even ask. Words such as God and Tao and Buddha nature only point to the reality that is the source and essence of all things, the luminous intelligence that shines from the depths of the human heart, the vital, imminent, subtle, radiant X. The ancient Jews named this unnameable reality Yahweh, that which causes everything to exist, or, even more insightfully, Elohim, I am. Yet God is neither here nor... This is my favorite part. Mm. Yet God is neither here nor there, neither before nor after, neither outside nor inside. As soon as we say that God is anything, we are a billion light years away. Mm. So when is it over here? Is it over here? Is it over here? Should I learn Chinese? Should I learn Sanskrit? Should I go to a meditation? Should I do a silent retreat? It's like, get that mirror clean. Whatever you're looking at, clean up that mirror. That's not code for, like, stop eating potato chips. I mean, get quiet, get still, realize that you're waiting for an email about an Excel sheet, and that's laughable. Mm -hmm. Find that freedom. What do we mean by freedom? It's like, drop it. You're, you're, You're in the illusion. I'm playing. You're asking me to fill out an Excel spreadsheet, and I'm playing over between me and the email is a movie, a translucent movie of me in high school, Mr. Schwartz, Schwartz's class, doing badly at math. Mm. You're asking me to do math in a spreadsheet. I can't do it. I'm, I'm stuck. I'm a billion light years away. That's and that's what we mean by the dream. Yeah. It's not just get out of this. Stay here. Yeah. But do it lightly. Boy, and that was so relevant to even what I was saying where it's like God is here God is there God is in what Katie's saying God is in what my therapist is saying like which one is it and it's like as soon as it as soon as you answer that you are or even as soon as you are asking asking it yeah and obsessing about it you are light years away the thought where is God is the thought keeping you from God yeah the thought I wish I were enlightened is the thought keeping you from enlightenment and the thought I am enlightened Mm -hmm. is the thought that means you're not enlightened Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean you can't think it gets very hard to talk about yeah but but in that case there isn't really an I to be enlightened that's exactly right there's separation in that in that case right boy I love that and I have I've had the the privilege of experiencing the overflow of gratitude that he describes and it just comes right back there and you're not asking anything you are you are 
understanding that it is grace and you're just bathing in it. But that's why when we talk, it's been coming up. I've been, my heart has been opening through this work and a lot of the podcasts I've been doing, I'm really buttering the guest's bread Mm -hmm. and I catch myself being like, I'm sorry. Like I, I want to apologize for like loving somebody that I don't even know. And I don't even mean like as a fan, I'm just like, Look at you. Mm-hmm. You're over you there. Miracle. You're a miracle. And you feel that. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing to apologize for. Mm-hmm. When you and I were saying the work is sort of making us, uh, the work and spiritual practice and conversations like these, I just don't want people listening to think that it's only about this one thing. It's yeah. about everything we're talking about. Absolutely. It's listening to this conversation, it's having this conversation. This, this is all help, hopefully helping us to become more conscious, more loving people. And you and I, I thought it was really funny, are having a similar experience where I, as I mentioned, now call home once a week, something I haven't done in over a decade. Mm -hmm. And when I call them, I am being who I swore I wouldn't be, Mm -hmm. meaning the loving golden boy Mm -hmm. who sort of steers away from ugliness Mm -hmm. and um, rah, 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 almost like cheerleader style, leads them to the happy pastures I've seen my parents grazing before. Mm. Let's stay away from that topic. Mm. Or if we do, maybe just a loving mention of it. Mm. And then, so I'm doing what I used to do, but the way I'm doing it is differently. And you were saying the same thing. Young Valerie, Mm -hmm. and like sort of waking up Valerie, very similar from the outside, but from the inside, I don't feel dirty. Like I put on basically a waiter's uniform and my parents are at the table and I keep going into the kitchen of my subconscious and just trying to find ingredients that maybe they'd approve of and if I do a squirt of this and maybe the parsley of my achievement and the the lemon zest of my positivity, Mm. maybe they won't send it back Mm. and now it's not that it it feels like abundance. Now I feel like I'm walking through a garden and I'm picking things, like fresh things. And I go like, or I'm, or I'm going into their kitchens. I'm I'm looking at them. The burden doesn't have to be so on me to, to wow them. What you can take off the uniform and just sit with them. And, and that can feed you. The conversation can feed you. Yeah. And that's the key to your, to every, all of your relationships, to your not seeing people as 50, 50 machines. Like that's it. It's, it's if you ha- have that wellspring of love and abundance, then you're not going to give or get anything. You're just being. Which is what I see you doing. Well, I, I do think I, I do that. And I think you've also seen, to, to your point, you've also seen when I'm not doing that and I'm afraid of somebody, so I'm really molding to be whatever they want me to be so they won't hurt me. And sometimes mm. it looks the same, but it feels mm. very differently That's inside. It. Isn't that funny? Mm-hmm. I've been so obsessed my whole post, post-traditional post Christian life with don't be nice just to fit in at church. Mm. Like, I don't want to be nice. I want to want to be nice. Yeah. Because I love you. Yes. I don't mean, I do mean you, but I mean I love everybody. Yes, sure. I can find a place where we are baked inside the same cake is another way of saying (laughs) having the same dream 
we're having the same dream. Sometimes people come close to this and go like, I can't believe I get to be alive at the same time. Yeah, it's it's way more uh, intercoursed than that. <laughs> we are the same thing and we're having each other. And right now I'm just the mirror that you look at to think that you're dreaming. And I've lost it. I can't articulate it like, perfectly. You only exist in my perception, but I only exist in your perception. Oh, we've been doing that lately on the couch. Oh, boy. Where I go, I mean, your perception. Uh, and he, like, walks around. I sort of walk around and I go, like, maybe I'll go over here in your perception. <laughs> Sometimes I'll, like, kiss the air. Ooh, nice perception. <laughs> but it's fucking. Trippy. We are so insexed with one another. Mm. And it's that's such a maybe a, just another way of trying to say the oneness thing, but there's only one thing happening, mm. and that's wherein you can love each other. Mm. And I just I, you know I, I don't feel as fist shaky about it anymore, but I do know the Pete that used to just go to church and was as polite as he could be, mm-hmm. because that was the way to look like you were in the in the Jesus Club. Yeah, when I was like. I, I don't want that. I, I've tried that. Mm. It's like painting. I've said this before. It's like painting fruit the ripe color. I want to be a ripe fruit. That's yeah. what. That's, that's what. And that's what. I, that's why I'm like. So I, I know nothing is it, and everything is a word of a demon, and everything's a lie. But um, I see the fruits. If I go, why did that excel? Do you have a thing? Make me so mad. On the other end of it. I'm just so much, so much freer. Yeah. What do you mean, do I have a thing? Um, I was wondering if you had a... A thing to do the work. Oh, this is a funny one. Can I say this one real quick? Sure. We were at a, we were staying somewhere else and there was a, there was noise. Mm -hmm. Somebody was having a party. Um, this was like, like a month ago. Mm Mm-hmm. And so it was like right below us. And I had to do the work on that. Mm Mm-hmm. And I was, and the part that I laughed. So I get really stressed. Mm-hmm. It sounds like I'm just using a light example. I get sort of scared and small. I would say that this is trauma. This it's, is the difference. My it's number, not just like an annoyance. This it's not is a trauma. rational thing. If somebody's base is shaking the floor, mm-hmm. it might as well be my arguing parents or something. Right. Or or worse, it just feels really unsafe in my body. So this is happening. And then I remember doing the work, and one of them was like, playing loud music is is inconsiderate. Mm. And at the other end of that, I was like, the one that made me laugh as I go, I know when is and isn't appropriate to play loud music. <laughs> and it just made me laugh. I know. Because the thought underneath that was, the universe should act as I will it. Yes. That was it. Well, that's it. You're trying to control everything. If I want to play, yes, if I want to play loud music because it's my birthday, that makes sense. It's my birthday. Play music. Yeah, it's Someone else music. is doing it. I immediately go, you, what is it? We're back at this again. You don't love me. Mm-hmm. You're not thinking of me above you. Mm-hmm. You should be thinking. You don't even know I'm here. But you see, this is the work. You're, you're doing it right when you're laughing. Yeah. You should know I'm up here. Yeah. You should know I'm special. Yes. You should know that I'm glorious. And you should know that I like it whisper quiet. Mm-hmm. When... What, and that's what one of the things you do in the work is you're like, when are times when you thought loud music was okay? Yeah. And then you're like, well, what was the difference? Yeah. You're just telling yourself a story. Yeah. And I think we said this last time, like, 
if I hear someone playing loud music, if I knew it had been you beneath me, mm-hmm. I would have been like happy. I might have still laughed. I might not mm-hmm. want to stay there, but I would have been happy about it. Yeah. Like, listen to Val. <laughs> Blowing <laughs> off steam. Is that is that Solange? That's right. That there is a real example of that when we were dating, when you were doing the Pete Holmes show. And I didn't know because I still, we were still long distance and I came to visit you. And, um, I think I had my friends with me. Yeah. I had those, I had those friends with me and you were giving us all a ride home Mm. and I put on drunk and love and we were like dancing and screaming to Beyonce and (laughs) you let me know later that you loved that truly. And usually you take that time to listen to the national at a very low volume. <laughs> oh my god. That's my national low volume time. I forgot about that. Yeah. But, but I you did, did love that, it because it was you. That's a great example of loud music and just a, also a really lovely example of how you love me in a way that I'm the exception to all your rules, which I really appreciate. That's the... If there is a miracle, and if there is, like, a conversion in the way that Eckhart and Bi- and Katie both had this sort of, like, wake-up thing, I have experienced something similar where there's just been, like, a cute alert <laughs> and all in this, where there... If, if you're do If... If there's something that annoys me mm-hmm. and you're doing it, it stops annoying me. And I'm yeah. really, I'm really happy Aww, to see that's it. really sweet. There you um, go. Shipped. So my ridiculous one, I have like kind of three things on the docket in my brain, but we'll flow with whatever. Sitting on the docket of my, my brain. brain. <laughs> the docket of my brain. <laughs> um, so... My, I won't go through mine, but my most recent one, and I, I won't go through it because I actually haven't sat with this, but sometimes you don't need to. Sometimes just this, I mean, you should do it, yep. but you, the thing starts falling apart with just the actual statement because it just seems so ridiculous. That's right. That's, you get better at catching the thought. Yeah. So I, I um, have a, I mean, this is embarrassing even to explain it because it's just really exposing the ego. Um, but it's, but I have a friend who just doesn't see me the same way that all of my other friends do. Mm. And all of my other friends, it's just like a pure love fest where it's like, you're a miracle. And I see them as a miracle. And we're just like gushy and lovey. And, you know, you have, you have the same love language. Yeah. And uh, this other friend is one of my closest friends and loves me. I see, like, loves me so much, but just doesn't love me in that specific way. Mm. Um, And the statement I had to work with was so-and-so. Let's call her Gail. (laughs) Gail? Gail should see my true value. And even in that situation, it's like... Well, how true could that value be if you need Gail to see it? If this is, ooh, you are <laughs> trident gum. <laughs> you are what marketers are thinking about when they're trying to sell trident gum. <laughs> it was just so good. It's the it's, it's the core of the issue. Yeah, um, and so that's and then obviously the turnaround to that is I should see my true value, which is 
value that doesn't require anybody do anything. That's right. It's inherent. It's here. We're back to where we started. The Dark Knight of the Soul, which I still feel a little weird that I was like, it's St. John of the Crane. <laughs> you know, I also feel weird about that. Oh, no. my God. But we're back to not wanting to give up the thrills and chills and spills mm. of the Universal Boardwalk ride that mm-hmm. is life. But, like, as I say that, I don't want to give up the highs and lows of life mm-hmm. to live in constant unity with an indwelling spring yeah. of abundance and bliss. I don't want to give that up because I enjoy the pain I feel when I get an email about Excel or the joy that I feel momentarily that's fleeting that even as it's happening, I'm sort of worried like that Phoebe Bridgers song, if it'll ever happen again. Yeah. I'm worried about giving that up. That's I think right. this is this is one of the few times I don't usually use the word faith because I'm not an expert on what it means per se. But it's like, I feel like that's when you got to have faith that like the, the realized beings that have crossed into this other way of being. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know anyone that woke up and was like, I got to go back. <laughs> no, 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 no. Avengers Endgame. I want to enjoy Avengers Endgame again. <laughs> Um, wow, that was kind of a breakthrough for me. I'm sorry. No, please say it again. No, I'm just Ender. enjoying it. <laughs> and you no, know, not the bit. <laughs> the know. idea that like my ego has me believing something pretty. I don't want to say dangerous because I hear Katie's voice saying nothing is dangerous, mm. but it's telling an interesting story, which is like, no, you want to stay here. Yeah, you want. Because even as a comedian, like my frustrations and my joys and my ups and my downs and my lefts and my rights. Uh, have been like my bread and butter. Like if, yeah. if that all went away, uh, would I be funny or whatever? Would I or, or would life even be worth living? And then I'm like, of course you could be funny. You would have clarity. Yeah. You would be the only person qualified to be funny in that specific way. A hundred percent. It is funny. It's funny. And that thank you for reminding me that's also kind of the conclusion I came to when I was stressing about which teacher which by the way is also the ego being like which club is right because I want to be right yeah <laughs> it's like once you introduce right and wrong you're playing the the you're, wrong you're game a billionaire a different delay. game yeah. yeah that's right um but I was like can I just introduce some Haley Joel Osmond <laughs> baby it's already happened I've introduced him. He was introduced in the sixth sense. <laughs> um, do you know that I've never seen that movie? I never will. Never see it. I never. It is uh, not for me. Plus, the ending has been ruined by every other movie that references Ruining it. that movie has been... That's also on the immigrant form. I see <laughs> blank people. Or B- Bruce Willis was blank the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Geico and Affleck are, are the same? Yes. yes. Bruce Willis was blank the whole time. <laughs> we should make our own this is how to be a real American. Um, oh boy. Or if you really want to fit in yeah. like in pop culture. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
So anyway, I just asked myself, like, how can't I introduce some levity into this goddamn situation? Mm. I'm so stressed about which teacher, and it's like, where's the play? Where's the light? Like, and sometimes that's an inappropriate question to ask. But usually, when you're when you're taking yourself too seriously in that way, just ask like, where where can I introduce some? fun into this. Yeah. It's just so important. If if you're not light, that's why I was saying about when your vision gets pinched. And I know I quote it and I'm going to keep quoting it. And Stephen Mitchell, my new homeboy, he quotes it all the time when Jesus says to be like children. I'm like, that is such a clue. Mm-hmm. It's such a like, kids, I've never seen a kid be like, I gotta get back about this Excel email. You know what I mean? Yeah. There needs to be, to use our daughter's name, there needs to be Leela in it. Yes. And there needs to be a lightness to it. Yeah. And that's why Taoism is just so special. Yeah. I'm gonna, I think I read this last time. I don't care. I'm reading it for the first time right now. Mm-hmm. There was something formless and perfect before the universe was born. Mm. It is serene, empty, solitary unchanging, infinite, eternally present. It is the mother of the universe. For lack of a better name, I call it the Tao. Wow. That's what shows up when we just... I know we've been talking for two hours or whatever it's been, but that's what happens when you shut up. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? That's why... Yeah. It's so special, those moments where we get... We do it... We get to do it together, which is very special, but just Mm -hmm. sit on the porch and mm-hmm. just and just I don't know it all falls away yeah and in that thoughtless labelless nameless place that's what we've always meant on this podcast by merging with it yeah it's like you vanish you die into it yeah you die where are you mm-hmm. it's like your hands how do you know you have hands well you gotta send your thoughts down to your hands mm-hmm. how do you know you're you who are you without your labels? Mm-hmm. Who are you without your story? Mm-hmm. That, so as much as I'm like, who cares what Pete thinks about something? I'm so tired of Pete going like, well, one time, you know, I make fun of my dad because he saw a fire chief must have been not working on a Wednesday. And my whole life, my dad was like, you gotta be a fire chief. Peter. Mm. I got a lot of days off. And I was like, look, that could be true. Mm. But I was, I, I thought I was catching my dad doing something that I know I do. I don't know if he does it, but I do it. I see one blind guy Mm. wearing white pants, Mm -hmm. and I'm like, I don't know if it's like a thing. (laughs) Is it like blind people are like, I gotta wear it for visibility? I don't know, but I think blind people wear white pants a lot. Three months later, blind people wear white pants. It's like, it just happens. Yeah. It settles, and I believe it. And even that, it's, it's, it's okay to love your brain for trying to make the world in all of its infinite mystery a very categorized yes um, um, consumable thing but that shorthand and that survival technique not only is not but how could it be ultimate reality mm-hmm. and that is a big part of it the yeah. part of me that goes I hear music music downstairs is not safe Mm. it is my parents that is not in touch with reality this is something that's 
pushing me further from what is happening. Yeah. Let me read one of these psalms. It's so short because it, it's beautiful. Blessed are the man and the woman who have grown beyond their greed and have put an end to their hatred and no longer nourish illusions. Mm. But they delight in the way things are and keep their hearts open day and night. They are like trees planted near flowing rivers, which bear fruit when they are ready. Their leaves will not fall or wither. Everything they do will succeed. That's what we're talking about. I'm a tree planted. I could be a tree. I can be a tree planted by a river. But I keep going up to people 50-50 and going, got a cup of water? (laughs) Hey, you got a cup of water? (laughs) Wake up. You're a tree by a river. Got any water for me? Turn around. Yeah. Turn the tree around. You hear that bubbling sound? I just pictured you in like a tree costume trying to turn around. I am Groot. I am Groot. Um, Sorry, I w- I'm just looking at the computer with him. I want to. Um, I don't know when we started. We started a little. I think it's been an hour and a half. Oh. Um, it's gone fast. I know it's kind of a, tur- a left turn, or actually, it's a U turn, I would say. Um, but I do want to like to finish the embodiment thing I do want to say that I think Eckhart Tolle's concept of the pain body is the bridge for this is it okay to switch this gear here yeah not only is it okay for this point I'll let everyone hear what it sounds like with the engine off oh is that nice yeah this is how much I'll use my spa voice (laughs) the pain body (laughs) no I won't (laughs) It seems so much quieter. I know. Is it freaking you out? A little bit. I bet it sounds really good, though. I bet it sounds great. And now we can't go back, even if we're cooking in this car, because everybody will notice. That's a fair point. I kind of thought ahead and was like, it'll be funny when you hear the car start. (laughs) You're right. A hundred percent. And you, knowing you, you will find the perfect moment to do it. Yeah, I hope so. Um, Because I'm already sweating. Yeah, it's hot. You guys, it's so hot. Um, So he has, I won't go into it too deeply, but he is, in my understanding of it, it really brings the spiritual and the present moment uh, together with the body. And the concept of the pain body is just that when you experience an an incomplete feeling, that energy has nowhere to go because it hasn't come out yet. So it just lives in your body. Um, And then that accumulates into its own pain body that gets activated by energies that it resonates with. So for you, you have a lot of incomplete feelings about sound Mm -hmm. and music. And so when that, the energy of that, the frequency of that energy finds a match in the frequency of the energy of this party. Um, it it re- gets triggered, in right? The, essentially, I've been carrying it in my right. And the, the idea that pain bodies want to feed—they want it's like something that's starving and it's sort of looking. It's. I've had family members that seem to be looking to reanimate an old script, like yeah. an old play. And have a, and and relationships, believe it or not, that want to have an argument again, again, it's like and putting again. out the dog food yeah. to keep the lower base parts of ourselves alive. Yeah. And I'm saying that with with compassion because that's what I would do. Absolutely. I'd be in a relationship that I wanted it to work, and I was like, 
I think the only way we get nutrition from each other is like, mm-hmm. like Voldemort eating unicorn. Like let's let's kill something beautiful. Yeah, that's it. Oh my god, that's it. And that's how people. Why people um, marry or find partners who are like their abusive parents or whatever. Sure. I mean, there's this uh, goes on and on. But that makes so much sense to me and resonates with my experience. And also is kind of another way of saying trauma is stored in your body. I mean, it's basically the same concept. So if you are interested in that, there is a great, you can just search in your audiobooks app. It's called Resist Nothing. Yeah, by Kim Ng. By Kim Ng. And and Eckhart Ng, E-N-G. I've been saying Ng. It might be Ng. I'm not sure. Um, that was kind of you. I, I think we both know it's saying. <laughs> no, I, I, really, I really don't know for a fact. Um, but Eckhart gives a 30-minute talk, like, explaining the pain body. And then Kim Ng, his wonderful partner, um, does three meditations that help process. But the basic notion is, kind of like what I said, is you sit and you just notice what arises and you allow space for those feelings to one by one just come up and out and like having them over yeah yeah you invite them over and you allow them to do their little dance yeah, and your body and dance with your emotions and dance with your emotions but give beautiful. them what they want every emotion deserves to be felt that's right we're it, not just we're not whistling in the dark if you if i feel dread which i do at least at one point every day. Yeah. It's not, it's, I don't think that's because I'm unique. I think that's because I'm paying attention. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I do too. Yeah. Um, There's always that graffiti. If you're not outraged, you're not paying attention. I'm like, if you don't feel a wisp of dread with just a mixed feeling of fondness for your father's hands, you're not paying attention. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> like there's a lot going on in here. <laughs> yes. There's so much. Um, and so, yeah, you sit with them and one by one fully feel it and allow it to go out. But And he he kind of says, like, you can chip away at this pain body, but the goal isn't actually to release all of your pain body. Because by that time, you have meditated with it long enough to realize that you are not your pain body. Mm. And you have sat in awareness while your pain body came up long enough to be able to do that the next time you ha- hear a party right. or the next time. So it doesn't even matter if your pain body is big or small or um, if it's if it's completely gone, mm. you know that it isn't you and you can recognize it when it comes out. Well, that's why he even has children paint their pain bodies. He doesn't say yeah. their pain body, but he was like, if you're mad looked like something and, and then, give it a name and that that way it's just over there and and that's mm-hmm. what sort of nudges us into the the witnessing presence and i love it so much because it incorporates this idea of you know you'll sit with a feeling and you can notice your mind making the story so if i if i sit with a feeling of anxiety my mind is building the story of past times where oh no you're gonna have a panic attack you're gonna lose it you're gonna feel this way always and you can do the work on that i think that's a great way to deal with that or you can just let those thoughts pass by like clouds in the sky and then sit with the feeling and allow that feeling to expand and soften soften 
And I guess what I love about it is that it is blending, practicing being the observer, identifying with awareness, and being in your body yeah, honoring, and honoring. That's what I meant, honoring the body. Honoring the body and everything that it holds well, for you. I think that's important for us in particular. We both grew up in the church, and like I was saying about being nice, I don't want to pretend to be holy. Mm-hmm. I, want, I, don't, I don't want to even want to be holy. I just want to be whole. Mm. That's where holy comes from. I just want to be whole. I want to be connected. Mm-hmm. And I know we can, everybody listening can do it in spurts and stops and maybe for a long thing, blah, blah, like, I don't know, a couple hours, who knows? Not important. I was eating watermelon. Is that? Um, <laughs> is that important? Is that important? <laughs> oh my God. Um, but yeah, that's, that's all. Yeah. Um, so thanks for letting me go back there because I felt I felt like that needed to be said and it was a nice little bow, bow on it. <gasps> Is the car not starting? Oh, oh my God. Oh, thank God. I just had a flash of us like walking out of here as fully based in Turkey. Oh my God. Like Kramer? <laughs> like Kramer. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I know it sounds better, but I am dying. It's so hot. It's and I had so a uh, like almost to touch behind me. <laughs> so you did. Hot. I had heat exhaustion. My skin was burning, but my bones were cold. <laughs> it was awful. Um, Mama. Do you want to read a. Mary Oliver? Well, um, I actually think I might read one of my own poems. Oh, I love that. People don't know. Val is a poet. I know. Well, I I get to know. I mean, you certainly are getting better poetry if I just read Mary Oliver, but um, you're getting. Somebody blow the humility trumpets elsewhere. (laughs) Does it go less (laughs) deep? Wait, here's, here's a little scene. I think you'll like it. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Dizzy Gillespie goes, you're in an apartment, you're in the kitchen, and Dizzy Gillespie goes, uh, excuse me, just a moment, I'll be right back. And he goes in the, the other room, closes the door. Then you hear, you playing the trumpet in there, Diz? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then the camera pans to the left, and we see the trumpet. Oh is God. sitting on the kitchen table and the guy puts it together <laughs> they're dizzy I wonder if his butt cheeks blow up that big when he blows from the south mouth oh my god <laughs> excellent egg salad Did, I think we got south mouth, mouth from my brother he uh, I'm pretty sure I've said south mouth since high school okay but I'll give it to D, D Rock okay well now I'm really nervous but here, I've Feel gotten it. I've gotten myself in Feel this. It. You're alive. I just want to say, like, you know, I don't think I'm like super great and blah blah blah. blah. Okay. Are you okay. uncertain that you're alive right now though? Feel the adrenaline. <sighs> you're all embodied I I'm not even teething. In your embodiment, how do you feel about to read a poem? Mm, yeah. Um, if it's mentionable. It's, it's manageable. manageable. Where do you feel it? I feel it in my fingers. My fingers. <laughs> <laughs> I feel it in my toes, in my toes, yeah. Christmas is all around. Okay. Uh, I feel it in my tum-tum. Like a butterfly effect? Yeah. And a little bit in my chest. But you know what? It doesn't feel bad. It just feels like activation. There you go. 
the activation of sensation. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I know. Hit it. What's right, it called? It's called Worship. Mm-hmm. It's like our Psalms. Well, this is really a t- what made me think of it was the Psalms that y- you read, obviously. And of. of. And the times when I have felt so connected with the earth and so grateful and really just like held and as Katie says like the the universe is kind and most of the time I hear that a big voice inside is like nuh <laughs> but sometimes I have experienced that and I wrote well that's why I love that, that part of the intro where he says life is good and death is good he just jumps right to it he's like well, talk about seeing everything as cells under a microscope when you're watching the ocean and, and some fish are dying and making way for new fish you're not like Oh, you're just like, look, the circle of life. But we can't apply the same perspective to ourselves. Yeah, yeah. Because we have to feel it. <laughs> okay, worship. The earth is so delicious. I'd evolve into an animal on hands and knees, scraping and burning my skin on the hot concrete. You are not up there. You are down here. I want to eat the bugs and fallen leaves and lick the blood from my own knees. You are not up there. You are down here. I am not humbled. I'm obsessed. I devour. I impose and transgress. I bite and break and grope and take. You are not up there. I kiss and stroke anything that I broke. You are down here. I am the first head that has ever bowed, and I do not move away. I move toward. You are not up there. You are down here. Valerie. <laughs> that was so good. Yeah, right. I've heard it before. I've heard it one other time, and I loved it both times. Thank you. I don't, I'm bringing that into mention because I want you to know that I remember hearing it before. Not, I could hear it a million more times. Thank you. It's really beautiful. Ah, uh, nah. It's really special. <laughs> and it. And while you were reading it, I was like, oh, and we're back. Mm. And I was like, why do we leave again? And we left to, like, think and talk about a podcast. <laughs> and I, I left, you know, so many people liked the first episode that we did. And I, I was like, are they going to like this one? So I left mm. to watch a mental movie of them either liking it or not liking it. Mm. Like... Or I left to consider what I might say next, or I left to just have some weird involuntary memory. Yeah. And that poem is exactly what it is. It's a, it's it's the perfect. It's not a sketch. It's a painting of a, of a moment where you were in the Sabbath mind, where you were just clear. Mm. And you're not up there. It's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. And I feel like what's funny is the Tao edition would be. You're not up there. You're not down here. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Which yeah. It's kind of lovely. Well, you could just write it in a different style, but both would be wrong. Yeah. Right. Because the thing... Yeah, the thing that's doing the... I don't know. I've, I've just... The more we've talked about that, like the thing that's noticing... That what, what you're looking for is what you're looking with. Mm-hmm. Uh, as St. Francis said... Yeah, mm. what you're looking for is what you're looking with. When does a knife cut itself? 
when does music hear itself? It's, it's when, when do you see your own face? Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. How can you see your own face without right. a mirror? Right. So it's just like, right. that's a fun little puzzle, but it's also just like, how can the thing that does the knowing be known? Yeah. How can awareness be aware of itself? That's right. And, yeah. the, and the trick is, there's another one. Boy, I don't know if I'll be able to find it. I don't remember which book it's in. It's in. <laughs> nice. That was real. I can't make. Oh, here it is. Bird. This is a great. I think this is a great way to end. Um, in the blah 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 blah, blah. the psalms speak both as sorry, the psalms speak as both poetry and prayer. Some of them are very great poems. But as prayer, even the greatest poems are inadequate. Mm. But prayer begins at the threshold of silence. Pure prayer begins at the threshold Mm. of silence. It says nothing, asks for nothing. It is a kind of listening. Mm. The deeper the listening, the less we listen for, until silence itself becomes the voice of God. Stephen... Stephen, new dog. Get some Stephen Mitchell in your life. It's unbelievable stuff. Yeah. So that's 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 how I feel. Mm. So your poem was perfection. Thank you, my love. All right. Should we? Do we have a hard laugh story? Oh. This week. Ah, uh, I feel like we do. Oh well. It's always one of those. It's always well. Do we want to? Diamond wine. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> We were swimming in a pool, and there was a guy swimming with his son. And uh, the dad sounded a lot like um, Hank Hill. Mm-hmm. And the son wanted to swim on the guy's back. And th- what I loved, what made me notice it, was the dad was being so honest mm-hmm. about how he was feeling. Yeah. Like, there was no code. There was no, like, kind of, like, sparing anybody's feelings. He was just speaking exact his truth exactly it was such intimacy on both of their parts that's right and I was talking to you but that was happening so I sort of you could see I was lending some of my attention to that yeah and what I heard the boy's name is Lion he's just going dang it Lion I I can't swim (laughs) I I can't swim with you on my back I can I can feel you kicking me (laughs) and then then they stopped and he goes dang it Lion I didn't enjoy that. I didn't enjoy that for one second. <laughs> and then he was like, let me try to swim under you. <laughs> and he and went, he went, oh, okay, okay, well, don't kick me. And then he tried to, and he was like, stop, stop moving. Stop moving, Dad. And he was like, well, I have to keep myself up. <laughs> oh, like, I, I have to keep myself afloat. If I stop man. moving, I will plummet. <laughs> Lion. Yeah, he said, I have to move my arms or I'll sink. <laughs> it, it just had that beautiful, pure plea. Dang it, Lion, I, I didn't enjoy that for one iota. <laughs> yeah. And then Lion, very chi- very teen, early teenager, just didn't say anything. Ugh. He sort of kept swimming. Dang it. I love it. Lion, it was like a Will Ferrell sketch. Like, get off that shed. Dang it, Lion. Yeah. And every time Lion would jump in the pool, he'd be like, I'm worried you're going to bang your head on the bottom. <laughs> Lime. And it's, it's <laughs> oh god! It's also so cozy because you're seeing a family be intimate. Yeah, and it remind like 
there's nothing sweeter than like the intimacy of a whole family where you like you know the difference between dad's farts and mom's farts I could pick them up by smell in the dark in a lineup yeah you could give me without seven even farts, hearing it no sound yes seven farts in the dark I'd go no no dad mom I'd have a much harder time with oh I know my mom so clearly Oh, really? And she would always, and like after we would call her out for farting, she would go, I'm sick. I'm sick? Yeah, because, because she always had like stomach issues. Oh my God. I'm sick. Like, I can't help it. Oh, that's sad. No, she was doing it like funny to oh, okay. get to, like she would be laughing as she was saying that. Okay. Like, don't make fun of me. I'm sick. My dad wouldn't say anything. There would just be an accompanying afterwards, <laughs> which means he was holding his breath. Which means he was puckering and tuckering. He was getting ready to be like, and he'd be like, <laughs> just the sound of pure relief. They were always like that. Really? If I remember correctly. Sometimes they were more of the, the humility trumpet. <laughs> the Dizzy Gillespie. Dizzy? You play the trumpet in there? Uh, uh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dan. <laughs> he gets the solo? Yeah. It's dizzy. We had the same thought. Yeah. All right, let's get the... Out of here. <laughs> All right. Um, um, keep it crispy. Let's go have dinner. <laughs> yeah.